This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Big Oil is getting into the EV battery business. Bloomberg reports that ExxonMobil is in talks with automakers, including Tesla, Ford, and Volkswagen, to supply them with lithium. It's also in talks with battery makers Samsung and SKN, and with two companies that have the technology to do direct lithium extraction from brine, which is also called DLE. Exxon is getting its material from a 100,000-acre piece of land that it bought in Arkansas, which has lithium-rich brine. Any production is still years away from fruition, but this is another major oil company indicating that it wants to get into the EV business. Ford is giving up on trying to sell Mach-E's directly to consumers in China. It's been a complete flop. Gasgu reports that Ford is only selling about 300 Mach-E's a month right now in China. So now Chang'an, which is Ford's Chinese partner, will take over the sales operations. The first thing it's going to do is retrofit all customer cars with Qualcomm's third-generation chip, which will instantly boost the responsiveness of the car's electronic systems. And presumably, with a more traditional approach to selling, Chang'an will be able to sell more Mach-E's. Toyota reported its financial earnings for the last quarter, and it saw a massive improvement. The Japanese juggernaut sold 2.3 million vehicles worldwide, up a solid 15% from a year ago. And that volume must have pushed the company solidly above its break-even point. Revenue jumped 24% to nearly $74 billion. It posted an operating profit of $7.8 billion, up a whopping 94%, and its net profit hit $9.2 billion, up 75%. That's a net profit margin of 12.5%, which is better than Tesla's, and is probably the best in the industry for any major automaker. Even so, Toyota's North American operations are still a drag on the company, with a profit margin of only 2.9%. It's the lowest at Toyota. Meanwhile, at Nissan, it's completely the opposite. Its North American operations are what's keeping the company alive. Nissan is still losing money in Japan, but it makes nearly twice as much profit in North America as it does in Asia, Europe, and the rest of the world combined. Nissan sold 3.7% fewer vehicles in the last quarter, only a little under 789,000. Even so, Nissan saw its revenue jump 36% to $20 billion. Its operating profit shot up 98% to $899 million, and its net profit jumped 111% to $737 million. Kia posted its U.S. sales for July, and if this is an indication for the rest of the industry, it's going to be a great month. Kia set a July sales record with nearly 71,000 vehicles sold, up 14% from a year ago. And it's the 12th consecutive month Kia has posted year-over-year sales growth. Sales of its electrified models soared 72%, but it only sold about 2,000 units of the EV6, which is about 200 units more compared to a year ago. 
and the rest of the car companies will be reporting July sales over the next couple of days. At Tejin Automotive Technologies, we combine world-class composite materials expertise with cutting-edge designs because frankly, there are better ways to lightweight vehicles. So lighten up with Tejin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. Maybe China's speed isn't everything that it's cracked up to be. China's new energy vehicle or NEV market has exploded with hundreds of brands and hundreds of new models on the way. And there's even several domestic brands that are only a few years old but already have multiple vehicles on the market. But that mad rush to the market is also causing quality problems. According to a report in Car News China, owner complaints about NEVs shot up 137% compared to last year. It broke the complaints into three main categories, including general, quality, and service issues, with general issues accounting for the most. But it didn't provide details of what those types of complaints might be. Chinese brands in particular also performed poorly. They accounted for 80% of all complaints about NEVs, followed by the Germans and then the Americans, which is mainly Tesla. Legacy automakers like GM are struggling to ramp up battery production for their EVs. So to try and avoid that problem, Stellantis is sending its team of engineers and technicians that will work at its new battery factory in Canada to train at LG Energy Solutions facilities in Poland, China, and South Korea over a four-month period. The company says the training is expensive, but it's necessary in order to make sure the start of production runs smoothly. Stellantis is jointly operating that battery plant in Canada with LG Energy, and it's scheduled to open next year with a capacity of 45 gigawatt hours. And in other Canadian battery news, EV battery recycler Lifecycle, which is headquartered in Canada, is kicking off commercial operations at its first recycling center in Europe, which is located in Germany. Once that is running at full speed, it will have the capacity to process 30,000 metric tons of lithium-ion battery material a year, bringing its global output to 80,000 tons. Lifecycle has created a sustainable process that allows it to process all forms of lithium-ion waste without the need for discharging, dismantling, or thermal processing of the battery packs. Chevy says that the Blazer EV will start being delivered to customers soon, so we're getting a better idea of pricing. Unfortunately, inside EVs confirmed with GM that there will no longer be the base 1LT front-wheel drive trim, which was supposed to start around $45,000. Instead, the new base will be a front-wheel drive 2LT. But we don't know the price because that version isn't available yet. What is available is a 2LT all-wheel drive, RS rear-wheel drive, and RS all-wheel drive. The 2LT all-wheel drive with 279 miles of range starts a little under $57,000 before any incentives. And for some reason, the RS rear-wheel drive has a higher price than the RS all-wheel drive. The all-wheel drive is listed at just over 60 grand while the rear-wheel drive has a nearly $62,000 price tag. That seems a little strange.
Oh, and if you're wondering about the range for those RS models, they're listed at a GM estimated 279 and 320 miles of range respectively. The Nissan Z car is getting a little boost. It launched the updated version in Japan where it's called the Fair Lady Z, which also now includes the new Nismo model. That car's 3-liter twin-turbo V6 has been tuned to 420 horsepower and 384 pound-feet of torque. That's an increase of 20 horsepower and 34 pound-feet compared to the base Z. The Nismo also features an upgraded chassis, suspension, tires, and seats, but unfortunately, it's only available with a 9-speed automatic transmission. This car will be available in the U.S. as well this fall, and while it didn't reveal pricing for the U.S., it will start a little over $64,000 in Japan. The Z in Japan also gets two new colors and a package that has a unique bumper, decals, and wheels. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you for making AutoLine a part of your day. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by Tajin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves.